Hello, wild one. Welcome to the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Taraya, and I'm honored to have you on this journey with me. My intention with this show is to create a sacred space for conversations around all the things I wish I were taught growing up. I'm here to remind you that all of you is sacred. Every emotion, every experience, and every energy that runs through your body and heart is holy. Shamanic Tantra is a path I walk and it's a path of liberation. Freedom that's found deep within the body and deep inside the breath. It's a path of reclamation, of integrating every shade of who you are. The wild, the wonderful, the primal, and the pure. All is welcome here. It's a path of truth, of devotion to the pulsing, quivering truth of this very moment. As that's all there ever is. May we love each other, may we honor each other, and may we celebrate each other as we walk each other home. Aho, and on we go. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. This is your host, Holly Taraya, and I am here with my friend Kyle Mitri this afternoon. Welcome, Kyle. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm, excited to have you. So we just uh, immersed ourselves in a really beautiful Tantra workshop this weekend. So we're fresh off the press of embodiment and just peeling back all the layers and exploring polarity and power and diving deeper into truth. And just really honored and excited to have you here today, Kyle, and really dive deep into relationship dynamics, boxes, unchecking boxes and living in deeper truth and intimacy. Oh. Mm. So before we dive into all of that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and where you're at right now in your journey. What's a life for you? Okay. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for opening your space. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a life for me? So to give some context to uh, what we're about to share is I've predominantly done uh, male work so work with men holding space uh, sacred sexuality um, also just conscious communication through opening up spaces with couples and marriages Mm. and yeah I think I've uh, kind of delved in around this area over the last four to five years and just holding space for more men and just more coaching in that space as well and yeah I'm kind of excited to get a little bit more into the tantric arts Mm. through masculinity Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And so in your journey of open relating, what's that been like for you? How, like at what point in your life did you decide you wanted to open relay? And what was that journey of opening into that space like for you? Oh, wow. It was fascinating mm-hmm. because I really didn't know my capability of sexuality and the open space behind my desires. So about five, let me just think, about six years ago, I chose... To Uh, with my partner to open up our relationship we were dating for about three to four years Mm -hmm. and we're kind of exhausting all the other options you know we 
related super well to each other, but the sexuality was kind of missing. We became too codependent, mm -hmm. and then everything else, you know, the sexual polarity just started waning. So we came up with the idea to open the relationship up. At that point, we knew nothing about what that meant. So we try to construct the best versions of, you know, how to do this and communicate as best as we can to each other while we're doing this. But at that point in time, once it was given the okay, I just realized how much I love connecting with women mm. and kind of this huge gross of sexual oppression left. Mm. And I just went kind of almost pendulum styles, you know, of like, you know, I was always a very good boyfriend and you know super honorable I always had this little version of chemistry with woman but I never really indulged in it because I was always in a relationship mm -hmm. it wasn't allowed it wasn't right? allowed yeah. it was this label of no you stay you know mm -hmm. if you do it you cheat on your girlfriend but you definitely don't open your relationship up or share your woman mm -hmm. so this was the space when I was like fuck it okay let's go so I ended up relating with um, quite a few women at that time it was very interesting as well because through that um, I had some beautiful but also very prying things happen to me at the same time within and the relationship within the relationship so what ended up happening just to you know sum it up she had a single partner um, so you know obviously having those elements or values that maybe I didn't bring to the relationship mm. financial security you know he was an older man as well and he showed up in that space of like you know emotional safety too and I was in the space of just, oh my God, I've just unleashed this fucking tiger. And mm, you woke the dragon. I woke the dragon <laughs> and the dragon was fucking crazy and he was hungry. Hungry, He yes. was super hungry. So, <laughs> um, you know, in the best way I could, I realized, okay, shit, this is getting a little crazy. You know, partners I was with at the time were reaching out to my current partner then, who the one who I was opening up mm -hmm. with. And she always, you know, kind of divulged and said, listen, I just do what you, you want to be doing, but don't let it come back on me. Like she didn't want to know about didn't it. Didn't want to know about it. About didn't it. want my partners at that time reaching out to her. Didn't want any confusion. Mm. Even though that's something I want in general, my partners to know each other and, you know, but no at that coherence. point it was just too much. Yeah. Mm. Well, hard coherence is always nice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, navigating an early space for me was, that's what it was. So we didn't really know how to construct the right container. We didn't really have weekly drop-ins of conscious communication, what's mm. coming up. It would kind of amount to a certain time and then we would fucking just, you know, go, okay, cool. Shit's hitting the fan. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. So, I think we did the best we could at that time, you know, and, and having those honest conversations, which eventually led to, you know, our sex becoming amazing mm -hmm. because I was using all this, you know, charge and transmuting it towards my partner, which was right. fucking incredible. Right. But at that point in time, then she just didn't feel safe, you know, mm. her feminine did not feel safe in my masculinity because it was too ungrounded. Mm. way too ungrounded mm. I was bringing too many energies in and by a result of bringing too many energies in it actually started fucking with my own values mm. so my values were at that time really holding safe space with one partner and now I have all these other partners and you know one night stands that I'm having consistently and I actually lost my own safety with myself mm. so then I started basically meeting women and stopped getting hard mm. 
And I was like, how is this happening? So it happened once. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just tired. And it happened again. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, my masculinity mm. has been, you know, dropped down the toilet. Because mm. that's essentially as men. Like, yeah, you know, we, we procreate. Mm-hmm. We have sex. This is how we value our masculinity. And now I can't do this. Mm-hmm. was something I've been very comfortable with. And then what ended up happening was, you know, it started happening more and more and more, more. And then I was like, oh my God, how is this happening? Mm. I'm so c- comfortable in this space and now I'm like fearing it. And then I developed this fear of performance, mm-hmm. performance yeah. anxiety, which to all the brothers out there it is very, very, very curable with no pills in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So this started happening. I got fear, performance anxiety, which I had for about a year and a half. And it scared the living shit out of me because I would relate with women very quickly and then eventually it was like, what am I, what's the point? I can't even get hard and make love to this woman. So I would meet these women, I would you know, please them as best I can and say, I, I'm good, I'm good. So I would completely deny my own pleasure. Your own pleasure, yeah. So through this, this you know, experience, which later obviously was an amazing experience to go through because it taught me so much, I decided to go uh, celibate for a couple months and just to take that pressure off the table and that really helped me learn how to hold safe space with women mm. and how to come at you know the idea around women from a completely different angle of not objectifying them in any space mm. of not making them a target or making sex a target mm. taking the goal out of the equation totally which when you take pressure out of the equation in any regard whether you're seeing someone for one night or whatever it may be and you say hey listen Let's just take sex off the table. Yeah. Just FYI. It's like she <sighs> will drop in to her body. Mm-hmm. You will drop into your body as a man because safety is just as fucking important in this space. And it just started giving me so much more profound awareness of what I needed. Mm. Which and bring was you back to your value of totally. safety as well. Safety was a huge value mm-hmm. and sensuality. Mm-hmm. So I realized, I was like, holy fuck, how am I going to cure this? Firstly, it was speaking it to people I was with which was some of the scariest shit. Mm. You know, you're with a woman, they're like, hey, listen, I'm just dealing with this thing and I'm not really sure how to you know, approach it right now, but I'm not getting hard when I make love because I'm just feeling really unsafe and I just want to let you know, mm. which is, it takes a lot. It takes a lot, and, but, but it's so beautiful to speak into too so that the woman mm, also isn't taking it personally totally, against herself. Which right? is a huge thing. So a lot of women actually take it personally more than judge you for it. Right. And if someone judges you for it, clearly that's not the person you want to be intimate with. And it's honestly super rare. Most likely, the woman will take it personally unless you speak it. Mm-hmm. So speaking it was huge. Mm. And then my process through actually overcoming this beautiful experience was to just encourage my own sensuality in connection with women. So I would slow everything down. Mm. I would voice the elephant in the room. I would slow it down. I would connect. I would drop in, I would feel safe, I would have spaces where I'd go naked with them and just be cuddling and basically get my body just comfortable with theirs. And then in terms of a space I felt safe, then I could move into more intimate settings. Right. You know? Right. So building that safety took a while till it became subconscious competence. Mm. Till it became, oh, okay, cool, I don't have to think about it. And it was such an amazing experience, which taught me so much 
and gave me so much compassion towards men who feel this. Mm-hmm. And the ages between, like, you know, since internet came in, so like 20 to 35, you have some of the biggest porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. Which is huge. And then huge. the thing that comes with that, though, is performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because the porn-induced, that's just the thing of hitting dopamine. You know? Right. That's just the, oh, I need 50 it's women a in the room. Fix. And, you know, to me, you can actually, you know, appease that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the performance anxiety yeah. in front of another woman again, or man, however your choices are. Mm. That's where the work comes in. So it was an amazing point of relating, of learning to hold space with myself, learning to be truthful to my needs, mm. which eventually started coming into partnership and generally in certain partnerships when I'm deeply in love I choose to close the container especially for the first little bits mm. so we can build that strength and and depending we'll open it at other points and we'll open it with whatever container or whatever suggestions boundaries that we need to establish ahead of time ones that we need to consciously communicate on a regular basis and it depends because it's if it's someone I'm seeing and enjoying, I will generally open it up and just explain my situation of being very open in general, mm-hmm. which means my connecting and relating is very open. Mm. You know, whether I'm making love with someone, whether I'm making love with multiple people, this is something I try to communicate to the best of my ability, but also always say ahead of time that I will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. and that I will fuck up mm-hmm. and that you know the container is always open for communication you know in a non-judgmental way but I always just try to express my humanity as well within the space because mm, yes. I think it's you, yes. we have to understand that you know these are a bit newer grounds mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotions triggers and, and traumas attached to being in this space because it's so edgy mm-hmm. and erotic and mm-hmm. vulnerable and we want to do it because our partners may be doing it and we want to step into this field of challenge and competitiveness you know and we're like fuck I gotta force myself to kind of do this am I ready for this mm. so there's you know rising up together in that space which is fucking potent and beautiful but there's also knowing, knowing your you know your limits and when you need to slow down and know your edges and mm. if you're not ready to open your space up you don't have to you know and you can actually tell your partner this or you can come to agreements and say hey listen we don't have to go fuck everyone else mm-hmm. we can actually reserve making love just for us how's that sound so it still allows you to be intimate and connect right. on multiple levels and whatever that looks like intellectual emotional physical spiritual right. and not need to dive into the bedroom right that's or such just, a beautiful point because I think when yeah. people hear the term open relationship most people think open in your sexuality yeah. and that's it but it's open in your valence right it's open yeah. in your availability in your heart and yeah. in, in the way that you connect with others and so when you meet a woman do you let her know right off the bat that you're an open person you like to relate in an open way and 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 if she's okay with that like is that a conversation that you have right away or does that come up usually in time it comes up with time because you know i don't know immediately you know what this connection might lead to if it comes up in conversation, I definitely say, hey, yeah, I'm just a very, you know, in an open space mm-hmm. and I open relate in this way and oh, I'm in a close space right now, depending on how I'm feeling, because that changes depending on my mood. That's right. why I don't like to label. Oh, I'm right. People are like, oh, so you're polyamorous because you have all these partners. I'm like, I'm, I don't give a fuck amorous. I know. I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I say that, that because I fuck. 
fucking dislike. I know we like to label and box things, but it really, that's probably a trigger for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I understand we have safety in labels. You know, but when you say that, when you say I'm polyamorous, you're like, oh, so I should be seeing multiple people. Right, and you're like, an uh, there. you naturally open and close right. as we all birth and right. die. Right. So just giving truth to what that feels like is one thing. So to answer your question, um, if it comes up in conversation, for sure. Um, but I like to really spontaneously lead into where I feel this goes. And then generally, you know, the next day, if there's been a little bit of intimacy, we'll have a conversation mm. of, hey, just FYI. You know, I'm in an open space right now, but we can keep going if you'd like. I think this is beautiful. I think this is something that, you know, could be potentially, you know, either amazing in, you know, relatability way or sexual way or however you feel, whatever I'm feeling at that space and time, right. I will basically try to be as honest as I can with her. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. then she feels safe based on me being as truthful as I can. Right. And expressing my needs and right. desires without any labels without any labels because you can confine yourself even a, a free label such as open relating or totally. polyamorous which is supposed to be as free as possible you're still confined what if what if you wanted to take a, a moment of celibacy within a polyamorous label right? totally. it kind of goes against the label that's, so that's a big reason why I don't say it before mm -hmm. and I'm, oh I'm like this I'm like well, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to connect with you. I might say, holy shit, this is super powerful. Totally. Do you want to close for a little bit? Totally. Or, hey, you know, I think it would be amazing um, if you're open to it to bring a friend in. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you'd be interested in? Just whatever's alive. Whatever's moment, alive because right? you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely my responsibility to express my needs right. and desires. And their responsibility to set a boundary and totally. say yes or no if they're okay with that, if that's something that they do want to dive into and explore, totally. right? So, so yeah. if you meet someone mm -hmm. and you feel a really deep loving connection, like you said, you really want to cultivate the container with them first of safety, trust, and communication, at what point in that dynamic, if it feels true, does do you know that it's time to open the relationship? Like, how can you feel that either in your body or in your heart or in the relationship dynamic itself? to open the relationship mm -hmm. if I've been seeing someone for some time through through a few conversations for sure mm. it will be the sense of this feeling you know you'll naturally have feelings throughout whatever relationship you're in of oh that person's beautiful or oh, I'm having such an amazing connection with this person I kind of want to see where it goes but then you cut that off immediately because of conditioning mm -hmm. naturally as we all know so the idea would be to have those conversations and just try to be as fucking open and honest as you can with your partner. And be, but I would say set at least once a week or however many you need these beautiful containers where you can speak to your partner. Mm. Be like, hey, can we set a little container right now um, of just <clears throat> no judgment, you know, whatever I say, there's zero judgment mm. and basic com conscious communication. Um, let's hold the space. Let's create a safe space. And then one person will talk, the other person will recite what you're talking, save this more, and so on and so forth. And then you'll swap. And the idea is that you're fully heard and your right. partner's hearing you. Right. And you could say, if you want to shag animals, you can say it with no, like, you know, clawback from your partner. Mm, no defending. No right. defending, no judgments, none of this. So it would look something like this. Hey, babe. You know, I love life with you. It's amazing. I've been feeling things coming up of really wanting to make love to other women. And I don't know if it's something that's just coming up or something that's passing. 
you know, it's just something that's kind of a life for me right now. It's full moon, maybe, and, yeah. uh, you know, shit's a little, you know, like this. I'm not sure if it's just me wanting to maybe snuggle or connect or just, you know, have a beautiful, maybe sensual moment with another woman. Mm. Uh, often it's just talking about it releases that energy. So right. you don't have to move into, oh, we're actually going to physically be with them. Right. But imagine going to a partner and be like, oh, you know, oh, Holly's so gorgeous. I would love to make love with Holly. Yeah, it would be so beautiful. And then your partner's receiving and be like, yeah, I totally hear you. I think it's beautiful. Thank mm. you for expressing yourself. The safety and the nervous system. Totally. Like and you're like, oh my God, you mean I can express my mm. truth and fully and then you're hearing me and you're not mm. judging me? Mm. And, you, so and next time we fight, you're not going to say, oh, so you want to fuck Holly, hey? Right. It's not going to be ammo against you in a future totally. conversation. Which yeah. happens a lot, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this ammo. And that's why you create the container. Right. So this container means no ammo, no right. judgment, no bullshit. Exactly. You're allowed to express yourself fully. And then it can go from there. And then I always say, go fucking slow, man. Mm. You know, be like, hey, why don't we, you know, if we want to open this up, why don't we allow ourselves a connection with someone else? And we can go for dinner. We can have, you know, just be in with another person, man or woman, doesn't matter, or multiple. And then be in that space of safety and say, our boundaries are this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then establishing a boundary creates that safe space of, hey, listen, just so you know, I, I'm here, but I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. This is my container right now, as I'm not in a space to make love to other women right now, or I'm not in a space to come right now. Uh, just please respect that container. Mm. You know? And then it can start to open up and slowly move into what it needs to without going, oh, so we're open. So, oh, well, he just fucked like a woman in two seconds. And, you know, she's crying because he, you know, literally just broke safety. Mm-hmm. But you said it was okay for him to break safety. Right. So then there's this like, but you said it was okay. Where's the truth in the boundary? Yeah. Totally. And then, you know, the feminine needs to feel safe mm-hmm. in a man and a woman. And when it's broken, it's extraordinarily hard to get back. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, how do you do it? And then, you know, men are very physical. So you're like, hey, dude, go chop a tree down. He's going to go chop the tree down. <laughs> and then that's kind of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in a nice, beautiful way. Yeah you know, with love yes, and care. Yes. Um, and that's unfortunately the thing. So it's like, how do we create this container and go super, super slow? Mm, and then check back I mean. in. Oh, hey babe, I did this. How are you feeling? Mm. I would like to maybe become more intimate with this person. How are you feeling? And how would you react in that space if you had a desire? Yeah. You really wanted to fulfill that desire, but your partner wasn't feeling okay about it. Your partner didn't feel comfortable with it or, you know, she was going through her own process with it. How would you navigate that space? So I've had that quite a few times with ex-partners is I was wanting to be a little bit more open and, you know, bring other partners in. Uh, But they were just not in the space to do that or be ready for that. or it was just not their their exotic fantasy. Mm. Um, So navigating that is, you know, I should have now looking back created a space in which a container in which I could express myself fully As with your with your words with my or words acting on your desires so that would be with my first with my words mm-hmm. you know obviously to create safe space to be like hey this is a container I want to be able to express my desires in I would love for example to bring another woman in how would you feel mm. and you know the partner will either be like yes or no and if she says no, then it's, 
Okay, well, I just want to be able to express myself and maybe we can, is there a way in which we can maybe bring this maybe into the bedroom through talk and conversation and maybe some fantasy talk. Mm. So, you know, there's a bit of a balance there and I get some of my needs met. Right. Because it's not like, oh, I want to have a partner, an extra partner, and she says no, and then I, I'm like, oh, well, fuck you, then it's over. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some compromise for right. sure. It's not a non-negotiable desire. A, yeah, nothing should be non-negotiable. Be like, oh, you want, you know, 10 partners? How about we start with, like, two? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if you want to make love, how about you start with, you know, having a friend over where you just guys are just massaging and mm-hmm. maybe a snuggle party, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, hey, babe, okay, well, you know, you clearly want to connect. How is snuggling? Mm. Maybe you just want some intimate, you know, expression with another woman or man. And maybe that's enough, right? And honestly, most of the time it is, Mm -hmm. you know, especially what I find with with women as well, even men, you know, we we seen as the super sexual physical thing, but it's because that's our condition Mm -hmm. is to go, oh, well, we just have to go fuck. It's just part of the deal as a man and it's like actually no it's not that's a bullshit fallacy you know yes we part of us wants to procreate there's that primal need for sure but feeling safe in order to have our own expressions and needs men often it's I want to feel safe to express my truth mm-hmm. that's priority one yeah. and I want to be held nurtured in that space so for your partner to receive you and to be like completely he- like holding you and saying, I got you. I can hold the space for this. And it actually turns me on when you express yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh my fucking God, are you serious? Flames, right? That's all I wanted. I just wanted you to be like, you know, super stoked about, you know, me expressing my desires. It's such a beautiful way to integrate your masculine and your feminine in relationship too. You know, your masculine desiring for freedom and exploration and then your feminine desire for connection and deep intimacy, right? So it's a beautiful way to receive both pieces of those wantings. Exactly. And it really feels like we were talking a little earlier about boxes, right? And labels and like polyamorous and bisexual and monogamous and open and all these different boxes that we have for both our sexual orientation and our sexual relating. But it seems like from what you're saying that as long as you're consciously communicating along the way and setting boundaries and making requests, like that is that is your box, right? You're creating you're creating a box of safety for yourself as you go, but you're not mm. confining yourself to one specific box. Totally. I call it like a safe container. Mm-hmm. So in that safe container, you can play. You know, the, the job of the masculine is to create a safe container, right. in my opinion. Right. So the feminine can flow and smash and sink and be still and that's in all of us essentially Mm -hmm. you know for me I think it's a responsibility as man in a male body to create a very safe masculine container for woman and how do you do that I said like the old school way chivalry Mm. chivalry is a beautiful way to start learning how to hold space with women opening a door pulling a chair out anything that a woman might need maybe taking a little bit of effort in order to put a pillow down for her Mm. you know these little things are creating a space in which a woman can be like oh oh it's oh it's taken care of yeah she's safe oh i'm I'm safe Mm -hmm. walking a woman home and be like hey 
I would love to just walk you home and just so you can feel safe as you get home because as we know or men might not know in general is women harbor a lot of fear consistently mm-hmm. of, of armor up armor up Sometimes, walking yeah. home doing this doing that a man you know wanting more and kind of forcing himself to get what he wants and there's so much trauma around that for women mm-hmm. so men providing the safe space is a way for women to surrender mm-hmm. and relax in a male's presence which in my opinion it needs to be done by all men mm-hmm. on a base level Definitely. so that's holding space as a man eye contact soft touch hard touch but in a way in which the person that you're with knows that you have them mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean taking care of the bill all the time either FYI to everyone out there it's the idea that you are protecting this person in a beautiful safe way so they can be full in their own creativity and their power mm. And that creates incredible sexual chemistry. For sure. Because yeah. she's like, holy shit, this dude's got me. Okay, cool. Oh my God, I can kind of surrender. And that's, the, the sexual polarity is now established. Right. It's you know? And she can disarm as well in that space. Totally. You know, and disarming, again, you know, we have to be careful with this word. For me, I love, disarming is beautiful. But if you're a man who can open up and disarm a woman very easily... You have to really use that with a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to kind of go, oh, well, I hold safe space and take advantage of that. Absolutely. You know? Yep. I've even seen myself and stories I'm telling myself that, oh, it's coming from hot space. But it's maybe a form of manipulation right. to get what I want because I can create safe space. Right. You know? Right. So that's something I've been also, you know, readily aware of that these things come up. Mm-hmm. And that I do have this power and that I need to be using it responsibly. Right. Right. It's a ceremonial space, right? For I think sure. of like an ayahuasca serving medicine, right? It's the there's so much power in that space and so much vulnerability in that space. And if they're not yielding that power with care and respect and honor, it can do a lot of damage, right, to the to the vulnerable people in the space. So it's similar to that, you're stepping into a medicinal space in a relationship, yeah. especially in open relating. Because right? it is like taking medicine. It brings up a lot of the trauma, a lot of the triggers, a lot of the societal conditioning, the shame, all of that. And mm. so how, how much of the responsibility would you say is it to the individuals to process the trauma and triggers that come up in the open relating versus coming together and processing together in this space? It's a great question. I'm a huge believer in 100% yourself and 100% together. Mm. So it's 100% up to you to deal with your own emotions and process your own emotions and do the work yourself because you don't want to create codependency through having your other partner heal you. You want to come up to the relationship full, being like, hey, I've actually gone through this, I've processed this, and now I would like to maybe express what I've been through Mm. or maybe this is something I'm working through and I can't seem to maybe move it can you hold space for me while I move it otherwise all you're doing is dumping totally which is the whole the whole idea totally and expectations and all this kind of stuff so 
the idea is that's why it's like you know the codependency comes with the word couples and boyfriend girlfriend it's like oh you should take my shit because you're my girl mm -hmm. which I've done that before and my partner's like you need to deal with your own fucking emotions dude mm -hmm. and I'm like why can't you just heal me can't I just project them onto you but that's where that sovereignty piece comes totally. in totally right? and then I learned I was like holy shit I gotta like deal with my shit mm -hmm. you know which means okay this is coming up Wow, it feels super uncomfortable. I'm really honoring the space that this is coming up for. Okay, I'm learning. The reason why it's coming up is so I can release it. Mm -hmm. But I got to release it, you know, in whatever physical form that I'm doing my releasing. And what are some ways that you like to do that, some of your practices? So I like to do screamy therapy. Mm. I like to do Muay Thai. It helps me release this primal urge, but in a very constructive, beautiful way that I found. Mm -hmm. um, I do Aya twice a year in a very respectful, beautiful setting where accumul accumulatively what has come up throughout the year, I do like a grand release. Mm. So I know, I know how to sit with my medicine, if that makes sense. Yeah. But then throughout whatever comes up, it's this dancing I do ecstatic dance I like to release I do screaming I do fucking just like you know stuff around fire I do sweat lodges which helps you release and clear these primal things because as you bring everything to the surface it still needs to be released exactly so as it's coming up you're like okay it's there but if you don't move or release it out like anything it's like sweat toxic. that's there yeah it's stuck yeah, it's you need to release it so yeah. crying screaming you know, men that can get into, you know, the crying elements a little bit harder for now. Mm. As men get a little bit more sensitive to the aspect of releasing through crying, it's great. But for many men, it's very hard. They need permission. Right. Through a movie or whatever. Right. You know. And safety provided as totally. well. Totally. So for men that are struggling to maybe cry and be like, how the fuck do I release this? Scream into a fucking pillow. Mm. You I know? like to scream into the ocean. Totally. My they say screaming underwater. A friend of mine says screaming yes. underwater. You kind of like, you're releasing that in a frequency underwater. Exactly. It's even like, it's, it's tenfold. Exactly. It's to my boy. It's my boy, Elvin, yo. Yeah. Um, it's and like that feeling that the ocean can literally hold all of you. Yeah. But like you, she, it's almost like she, when I scream into her, I can feel her like, she's like, give me more. Like, I know you've got more. Like, encouraging totally. me. Well, this is it because you can fully release with your body as well. You know, you can fucking kick and like shoot your arms out like you're about to like a silver surfer this mofo mm -hmm. and let go of everything. You can do it in a pool as well. I think a body of water is the most, you know, obviously if you don't have a, a sea next to you. Mm. Body of water is huge. Um, but, you know, you also need to do it intentionally, which is, okay, what's coming up? This is coming up, the sense of anxiety, the sense of frustration, the sense of I'm not getting what I want and I feel overwhelmed. Okay, it's here and now I'm fucking going to release this. So it's being very intentional with what you release it. Mm -hmm. So we can, you know, first level is, yes, expressing it outwards for sure and letting it go. But imagine being a little more intentional with it. Of, okay, hey everyone, we're going to bring up everything that's kind of coming up for us right now that's hurting, that's in pain, that's fucking just in denial, whatever's here. Okay, bring it up to the surface and now we're going to release it. Mm-hmm. You know, put some like tribal beats on and fucking just release that shit. Yeah, and you know? make a ceremony out of it. Totally. You know, ecstatic dancing is good. Um, any form of martial arts is good, you know, because you're also learning a skill. It's yeah. pretty cool. 
wrestling, all these beautiful things, especially for men, we need to be a little more physical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super important for us to have that that sweat and that push. Yeah, we need men, we need to push against other men. It's, it's the only way we can kind of edge, mm. you know? So that's super powerful as well. That's a great way to just release all these things that are coming up. Yeah, and, and so important that both partners are taking that self-responsibility to transmute and alchemize their emotions, totally. right? And then come to the container and then once it's integrated and released yeah. and it's not so hot and triggered, then sharing from that space. Yeah, because it's, there's, there's three parts in a relationship. Let's just say if there's only you know, two people. Mm-hmm. So conventional, you know, each of you have to deal with your own energy, sovereignly, which means go through your healing, go through your process. If it's a man and you don't have women circle, sorry, men circles, and you don't have you know, maybe brothers, find some brothers mm-hmm. that you can help you know, help you release or help you talk about stuff and just be there for you. You know, if you don't have that outlet, women generally do have sisters that they reach out to, they do ceremonies with, you know, in our space. Mm-hmm. So doing your work independently is huge. That's sovereign space. So when you come into the relationship, you're coming more full. You're coming independent yeah. because yeah. you've done your work. So you're not coming expecting a partner to heal you in whatever yeah. way. Yeah. And the third dynamic is the relationship. Relationship is... You know, you guys pop in the relationship in a little bit. If you had three circles, Zyviot, you know, each one has a little, little inch in the relationship that they are a part of, but the relationship is like a separate entity in a way. It's like a third harmonic. It's a third harmonic. You guys have to, you know, this is where it's like, oh, hey, we're going to sit once a week and we're going to fucking like, you know, like some friends of mine, they take some mambe and they do a little ceremony. Mm. You can take some mambe, which is coca plant for those who don't know. And they make it a little ceremony and a little ritual. And they mm-hmm. say, hey, okay, cool. Let's just talk about how are you, you know, showing up and not showing up in the relationship? What's coming up for you? Well, you said you were going to do this and you didn't do this. And there's no judgment in the space. There's no excuses. Mm-hmm. There's no ammo. Mm-hmm. You know, Because that's all ego. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this projection of what we think is right. That's ego, right? Yeah. So there's this idea that that's taking fucking time. Going on dates is called, that's building the relationship. Anything where it's like takes you two together, that's the relationship. So whatever needs to be benefited, you have to look at the relationship as a separate entity and go, okay, hey, what have we done that's in alignment to better the relationship this week? Mm. Have we had sex this week? So we haven't had any intimacy this week. Okay, it happens. So what are we going to do to try prompt a little bit of intimacy? Mm. Can we... Maybe let's just do some eye gazing. Let's just do 10 minutes of fucking eye gazing this week, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just so we're, we're here. Yeah, and connected. And we're connecting yeah. because it's very hard. If you go throughout your days and everyone's so busy, you have kids, da, 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 you know, that's it. If you really want to work on the relationship, that's what it takes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, I, some friends of mine always say, once a fucking month, go rent a place for two days, take some MDMA. Yeah, play day. Yeah, and I want you guys to have sex forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you die having Doctor's sex, orders. if you die having sex, I'll look after right. your kids. I'll look after your kids. I swear right. to God. But you know, I want that Uncle to be a Kyle possibility. Taking over. Uncle K, baby. You know, and that's it. And it's like I, I value the beauty in that. You know, like yes. I'm always, you know, I know the work that you do, and I've also, you know, spoken to friends and be like, hey, listen, guys, I know this amazing woman, and I don't even know you super well. I'm just, I feel. You know, you have that energy on 
super tight mm-hmm. and that you can hold that space super well so I'm like Are you guys I recommend go see go see what's up to Holly you know yeah. teach you invite some me on your MGMA weekend totally work <laughs> facilitate that shit dude totally I'll be there on zoom it's cool yeah. <laughs> well yeah because you gotta be watching the kids totally obviously I'm okay so it's these beautiful things that mm. are so important and obviously get lost with time and busyness and da 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 so stop I feel like we're doing like a Dr. Phil talk show yeah. here. So but it's st- like if we're not yeah. prioritizing our relationship, yeah. then what are we prioritizing, right? If we're not prioritizing our pleasure, our love, our intimacy, then what's more important than that in our life, right? And I think it's important to take inventory of why are we blocking ourselves from receiving more pleasure? Why are we blocking ourselves from receiving more truth and depth and connection? And it's an upper limit oftentimes in our life if we've put that at the bottom of the pile. Well, we're taught to put that at the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. We're not taught to put that on top. Totally. Because that's like pure ecstasy and bliss and that, right. you know. So the idea is stop creating stories, start creating solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag. That's a truth bomb right there. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Stop creating stories, start creating solutions. Mm. So in this, in the relationship dynamics, when the, when the desire, when we hit points in a relationship where the desire dwindles and fizzles down, what do you feel is, how do we know when it's time to exit the relationship, the desire is dwindling because it's no longer in alignment, versus it's time to reignite the relationship and lean in deeper? Communication, again. You know, it's, it's very subjective that's where the communication comes in mm. you know hey babe it's a weekly chat let's let's do it okay so I'm feeling like this is falling apart and it's kind of dwindling and I feel like maybe it's you know we've gone through so much it's time to exit the other person might go hey I feel like it's maybe time to maybe lean in a bit more what do you think because every, dy- every dynamic is different and every it's very easy to be like, oh, well, when you reach that point of, you know, hatred, bitterness and anger, it's time to, you know, get out. And of course, there's, there's natural spaces where if it's toxic and you don't feel good yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. that's time, yeah. you know? You feel that in your body. And a big thing is, I think, when one person's going one way and you're going another way, just recognize what that looks like. Mm. And you know, be be okay to let that go. I think this idea, I just want to get rid of this fallacy as well of this perfect one. There is no perfect one, mm. in my opinion, and experience and the amount of divorce rates, I think, is a very easy way to back that up. Yeah. Because we've been fed a beautiful, magical lie of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fairy tale. Totally. You know, and it can be a fairy tale, but it you can do that with multiple people over time. Right. So it's like right. this relationship comes, relationship goes. You learn so much from that mirror. Right. Then you apply that to your next relationship. Right. It's amazing. And it fin- and it you know, goes down. And then you meet yes. the most amazing person the next time. It, it blossoms and then it goes down. And then you'll keep doing this. And there'll be this one or two times where it's like, you know, a person for a very long time and it's awesome. But I also want you to check in, you know, is that comfortable? Is that codependent? Right. 
you know, are we just with this person because we don't know anything else and it feels right, safe. Right, creating certainty within totally. the relationship dynamic. And again, this is all, whether it's deciding what your boundary is, what your desire is, and when it's time to be in and out of the relationship is all part of creating the container and living to what's true in the moment. Totally. Instead of being like, well, we said we were going to be in a relationship, so we got to stick to it, totally. right? It's, like a, it's a fucking It's another box. Again. Yeah. It's yet and you're another like, box. oh, we have to. So I have to endure 20 years of fucking hatred. Right. Where it's like, oh, you know, three years were amazing. And you're like, well, that doesn't, that's not good odds, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But we do this. we got to stay together for the kids. And when my parents divorced, in the first six months, I was distraught because I'm a romantic, mm -hmm. you know? And then I was like, holy shit, watching them go on Tinder with my dad because he's crazy. <laughs> and watching them do their things and watching them become themselves and f watching them just fucking, f like, blossom. Mm -hmm. It drives me wild. I love that shit. Great. So I became closer with them. They became closer with themselves. They still have a beautiful connection because they're, you know, they did they did their own work in a beautiful way. So when people tell me that, hey, dude, I'm getting divorced, I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for the journey that's ahead of you. You're gonna be so happy in like six months. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And when people get married, I'm like, I'm stoked for you. I think it's beautiful because marriage is a very beautiful sanctity it's a promise mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i think it's just going to be a little bit more of a realistic promise of like right. you know take my love but take my shit as well and then when it's time to you know close this chapter let's close it right. and let's not sign any papers right because everybody reads the same vows at every single wedding yes. how wild is that well it's yeah it's just like oh it feels comfortable because mm -hmm. we've watched it a billion times before yeah. so that's a got the same everyone's got the same dance to the same song mm. and the same cake and it's sort of like yeah. And it's not there's a huge statistic, sorry to cut you there, there's a huge statistic on people that are dating for 10 years, everything's fine, they get married, divorce a year later, because right. of the expectations that comes with marriage. Right. And in those hard moments, being like, I have to be with this forever, versus oh, I'm yeah. choosing to be with it now, yes. in this moment. Choice. Yeah, it's that word forever, right? Totally. It freaks people the fuck out. Mm -hmm. I'd be freaked out as well. Mm -hmm. Be like, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing in like 10 minutes. What, I know. What the hell would I be doing in like for lifetimes? Even take a place like this, paradise, right? If And people have been asking me lately, are you here permanently? I'm like, permanently is not a word that I use anymore. It's just not in my vocabulary. Because totally. even a paradise place, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be here forever, mm -hmm. right? Even if it's perfect and amazing in this moment. So that's one limiting belief that we get to break down in, in this, um, this way of relating, is that there is no one, no perfect one. Mm -hmm. What's another limiting belief that you found has really melted and dissolved in your body? Ah, that vulnerability is weakness. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, especially in the more conscious communities, you're like, yeah, vulnerability, we know it's power. And it's like, what I've learned through experience is, you know, obviously the more vulnerable you get, the better it is, the more strength it is, because you're speaking your truth, your partner's receiving your truth. But at the same point in time, you're transmuting these fears yeah, it's into power, you know, it's alchemy. Yeah. So, but what does that mean? So it's like, it's easy to be vulnerable when you're feeling great, which means, oh my God, I'm feeling amazing. And always, I'm using examples always. And you're going, oh babe, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like when you say this, it triggers this in me and this comes up a little bit. But when you're really in your shit and you're really feeling like, oh my God, I'm lonely, I am mm. anxious, I feel like I could die right now. And going, oh hey, I really need some support. Mm. I really need more love and more attention from you right now. 
which is super hard when you're in it. Right, and the creepy crawlies. Totally. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's really, can you practice these vulnerabilities when you are in your shit fully? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're depressed, when you're feeling fucking super lonely, and you want to numb it with drugs, women, alcohol, men, whatever, you know? All the things. All the things. Can you try alchemize that and, and have some reflection of what is powerful in that vulnerability? Mm-hmm. And it, it keeps coming up in different ways. You know, I'm always like, fuck, we're super vulnerable there. And it was amazing. I feel, I feel like I'm alchemized. And then there'll be another mm-hmm. space and be like, oh shit, I can be more vulnerable? Right, just keeps was, on going deeper and deeper. I thought I was, thought I was like fully fucking vulnerable. And yeah. I was like, no, dude, you can actually lean in more. Right. You know, which is something I've just recently learned again. Yeah. That can lean in more. There's always there's always that extra one percent and that one percent it's like saying, Oh, I have such an open heart, right? My heart's already open. It's like it can just keep on going and going and going. Yeah, there's zero limit. Yeah. Yeah, there's zero limit. And that's where that safety is so important, right? to be able to take your underbelly and put it on the altar in front of somebody and trust that they're gonna respect it and honor it is yeah. so, so important. Yeah. And also even bringing our vulnerability and underbelly to places that aren't necessarily a guarantee of, of safety, right? Totally. We don't know how the person's going to react in that space, but continuing to show up anyway in vulnerability and truth. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it, it really is. So I always say when, or you know, gently express that you cannot expect, which is expectation, your partner or any person in your life to react a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when you're establishing boundaries to people, places, things, whatever, you can't choose how you receive or they receive your information. They might get triggered. They might say, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, you know? might shut and down. your partner will do the same thing. You, no matter how consciously you express, your, pi- your partner might not be in that space to receive that. Right. Or be, have the, you know, maybe the language, the emotional language to understand that. Right. You know? So it's up to you to be able to express this in your own way, which is your own words and your own alchemy. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. Right. Not Your responsibility is not their response. Right. Or else it's not vulnerability. Totally. Yeah. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I need to say. You know, I'll try and make it in the most respectable, you know, easiest way to understand based on the person I'm dealing with, you know, knowing their level. And just really, really open up about it. That's a hundred percent where you got to be. And then I think, if it's not necessarily being met or received in a way that feels the most nurturing and safe, to stay open in your vulnerability and not retract it and take it off the table. Like never mind. Totally. Right. Well, that's it because it's kind of like, oh, I got hurt. It wasn't received well. I'm not going to be vulnerable again. Yeah, just take it off. You know, it comes with a certain level of responsibility, which means you, you lean in, lean in full. And keep it out there. Yeah. 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 And that's what creates intimacy and that's what creates great sexual connection as well. And that's when couples have drifted and they're having a hard time finding that intimacy in that space. It's because there's so many unsaid words between them. Unexpressed unexpressed emotions like resentments, things that haven't been expressed and communicated. And once that starts being cleared, that space starts being cleared, that's when the gap begins to lessen and the intimacy is rebuilt. Yeah, my most profound moments through sexual desire and intimacy moments, which are kind of the same in my opinion, 
know, just different energies. It's like through the the most vulnerable spaces I've been and released mm. through the deep deeper communications of like, hey, let's just cut the bullshit and say what's on our minds. Yeah, just like give it to me, right? Yeah, give it to me. And then when you do, there's so much space to be cleared, so much polarity to be shared, mm. and so much intimacy to be explored. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's so potent. Yeah, I mean, your one's orgasmic potential is equivalent to the depth of their vulnerability. Oh fuck right? yeah! yeah like you can't, space. you can't, um, because your orga- there's nothing more real than your orgasm, right? So if you're not willing and able to give someone your realness before orgasm, then how are you going to be giving, gifting them your orgasm, right? So it's like the, the road that leads to orgasm is laid down with bricks of vulnerability mm. and depth and clearing the bullshit, like you said. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Mm, let's take a deep breath there. much wisdom and juice and magic today Kyle thank you for sharing yourself absolutely it's been an honor mm. before we close out is there anything top of heart that you feel like you want to express or share into this space um, I just want to share maybe uh, love and gratitude for myself mm. and to a special someone mm. that has been there holding the space with me Thank you so much for joining me today, Kyle. Where can we find you? Uh, you can reach out on Instagram, kyle.mitri, M-I-T-R-I. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'll leave a link below. And we'll see you around Nosara, just jumping around in paradise. No, no, mean girl. Yeah. Right on. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Kyle. Mwah. Ciao, everybody. Thanks Ciao, for tuning guys. in. Thank you for joining me today on the Shamanic Tantra podcast. To dive deeper on your Tantra journey, visit my website at hollytaraya.com for my online courses, books, private mentorships, and group coaching programs. Please subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. May you live in truth, beauty, and freedom. Love, Holly Taraya.